women's headdresses at official public events. And of course they know they have nothing to do with Plains headdresses, <laughs> but they knew that the public wouldn't really know how to read their version of the kind of headgear that they have that's traditional. And they said, look, if we want to have an impact, um, we're going to wear Plains headdresses knowing full well that's not really us. It's a political choice. So in some sense, it's a political choice. But I think then you start believing it in a way, and you start forgetting it's a strategic choice. Well, and it goes back to some of the most famous Indians of, of the last, oh, 100, 150 years, uh, Sitting Bull, Chief Seattle, who are held up as iconic figures, but actually their lives were full of contradictions, weren't they? Yeah, Geronimo is a great example of somebody who went from being basically a, a Bin Laden-type figure in the U.S. national imagination to being part of uh, Teddy Roosevelt's inaugural parade in the early 20th century and becoming a national icon. And so, you know, the idea that Indians were unable to change and unwilling to change. You know, when you look closely at a lot of these examples, you see people who actually were ready for the world, were up for being in Buffalo Bill's Wild West or selling their photographs or being part of a presidential inauguration. And that always, including how we perceive it as ironic or funny, but I think change has been part of the Indian world from the beginning. The, the great imports were what? Guns and horses, right? None of them were indigenous. So somehow it just got sort of fossilized at a certain period where, okay, this is all right. You can have the horses, you can have the guns, but that's it and no more. And I think that's continued, you know, throughout the 20th century into the present. Well, let, let me follow up on something that you've touched on, and that's the romantic view of Indians that a lot of non-Indians have. And there's sort of the, the whole notion that Indians are sort of have this special bond with the earth, that they are sort of have this inherent spirituality. Is this racism, this kind of romanticism? Yes, it's a benign, seemingly benign racism, but it is, yeah, it, it's, it's what I would call it. Why? I mean, in, in some ways, these are very positive depictions of Indians. Well, because it says that this is, this is what defines Indians and that all of us are part of that or we're not Indian. So all of these things have some truth. But that, you know, going back to how, you know, what really characterized Indians in, in 1491 were, there weren't any, first of all, and how utterly different most of us were from each other. And so the creation of this idea that says it's these whole set of things that are just one aspect of some people, that that becomes predominant, you know, I, I think um, that's where it justifies that term. And, of course, it's hard to get away from the, the depictions of Indians in movies. And, and you say that, that Indians themselves are very invested in Hollywood's portrayal of, of Indians. And, of course, there have been a lot of movies over the years, uh, going back to the whole cowboy and Indian uh, kind of craze uh, in the old westerns. Should we take these movie depictions seriously? Do they matter? For a lot of Indian folks, there's still this tendency to critique the movies based on how accurate they are. And of course, movies are never meant to be accurate. Movies aren't in the business of showing, you know, 
exact replications of what we actually look like or said anything else. It's part of a national mythology. But the reason it's so important is because most Americans today think they don't ever see Indians. In fact, they do because, you know, the gardener, construction worker, you know, might be Mayan, but that doesn't count somehow. We're known to so much of the U.S. public and internationally through the movies, as opposed to us being around a lot ourselves, you know. It gives the movies a much bigger importance, I think, than really almost any other group. Now, you go on the record as saying that, that you really hated Dances with Wolves, which, in some people's minds, was really the first sympathetic portrayal of Indians in Hollywood. Why did you dislike that movie so much? Everyone else in my family liked it, so I was a, I was a minority. <laughs>